Thank you for listening in. God's communication doesn't just happen. We must study the Word of God and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ in order to master the ability to communicate God's way. Seeking wisdom and guidance through His Son, Jesus Christ, is how we grow spiritually so that our communication flows reverently through the indwelling Holy Spirit. Meditation on His Word, Prayer, and Fasting Listen closely with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us today. If you have a Bible, turn with us to the book of Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. And there you'll find these words. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each other. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each other. And from this passage of scripture, we want to preach communicating God's way in the family. Communicating God's way in the family. We will always be working on how to improve our, our communication with our children. We'll be working on our communication as singles, husbands, and wives. Communication is critical. It is a, it is a critical component in families. And if we do not know how to effectively communicate with one another, we are destined to have strife. If we don't know how to conversate with one another, we will have animosity, arguments, confusion, and misunderstanding. There will be hurt feelings, broken relationships, and even divorce, all as a result of bad communication. As long as we have a sin nature, as long as we live in a corrupt world and there's a devil who is using everything at his disposal to drive a wedge to destroy our marriage and family, communication will always be a work in progress. We will always be working on how we communicate uh, with each other, how we conversate with one another. What is communication? Communication is importing or sharing of ideas. It is the sharing of views, feelings, thoughts, and exchanging information between individuals with the desired outcome of understanding through speaking, writing, or some other means of expression. I'll repeat it again. Communication is the importing or sharing of ideas, views, is the sharing of feelings, thoughts, and exchanging of information between individuals with a desired outcome of understanding through speaking, through writing, or some other means of expression. Now, the Lord gave me this last night to add on to what is communication. Applying and integrating the word of God in our speech will elevate, enrich, and mature our conversation, which will help us to better connect and relate to one another. I reiterate, applying and integrating the word of God in our speech, taking the the Bible, the written word, studying it, allowing it to saturate our lives, 
allowing it to be integrated in our speech will actually lift our speech, elevate our speech. Uh, The word of God will enrich our speech and even mature our conversation, which will help us to better connect and relate to one another as husbands and wives, parents and children, family, extended family, co-workers, neighbors, and so forth. How do you effectively communicate with one another? How do you effectively communicate with one another? Number one, to communicate effectively, you must first have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He will help you better communicate with those around you. Only the Lord can break down barriers that impedes one ability, that impedes one's ability to communicate such as pride, confusion, spiritual blindness will hinder the communication process, hardness of heart, perversion hinders communication, and corruption. So let me say that again because I know you're writing. To communicate effectively, you must first have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Only the Lord can break down barriers that impedes one's ability to communicate. What are some of the barriers that hinder communication? Pride, confusion hinders communication, spiritual blindness. That's why salvation is so essential because without salvation, uh, you're spiritually blind and there's a, it's hard to connect. Hardness of heart hinders communication, perversion hinders communication, and corruption. Healthy communication comes as a result of being delivered from the slavery of sin. When we're delivered from the slavery of sin, we communicate better. When we've been delivered from the penalty of sin, the power of sin, we communicate more effectively to one another. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 says, He, the Lord, has delivered us from the dominion, the power of darkness. Before coming to Christ, we were in darkness. We were enslaved to sin. We were held captive by sin. So the scripture says he has delivered us. The Lord has delivered us from the dominion, the rule of darkness, and transferred us to the kingdom, into the kingdom of his beloved son. When we get saved, we are, we are transferred out of the kingdom of darkness, out of Satan's family, into the family of God, into light. And once you have come into the light through the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ, then you can communicate in a way that you never communicated before because you've had a change of heart. God has done a new thing within you to help you communicate in ways you couldn't before you got saved. Number two, how do you communicate effectively? Prayer is so essential in communication. Prayer is so vital, so important to communication. Talking to God in prayer will give you the wisdom you need to converse with your family. The more you pray to God, you'll have the wisdom to to talk with your wife, to talk with your husband, to minister to your with your words uh, to your children, to your in-laws, to, uh, to cousins and nephews and relatives, uncles, aunts, 
and, and so forth. Uh, when you are praying, you'll know how to minister more effectively to, to people who are difficult in your life. How many of you have some difficult people in your life? Well, prayer, prayer will give you insight as to how to, to minister to them in a way that you could not do before. Uh, a, a prayer, prayer will do that. It, 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 it'll help you minister in a way that you couldn't do uh, before you were praying, especially when they're difficult, immature, and hard to get along with. We have relatives and friends and coworkers that are outright stubborn. Perhaps you're under a supervisor uh, that's stubborn, a boss. Ephesians 6, 18b says, be alert and always keep on praying. Keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And not only the Lord's people, but for those who are not saved as well. Pray that they get saved so that they can um, be brought under conviction. Lost people do what lost people do. So prayer is so vital to communication. It teaches you how to respond, how to minister with your words. Prayer teaches you when to speak and when to be quiet. Number three, you will not have effective communication in your marriage if you are not earnestly listening to your spouse from the heart. You will not have effective communication in your marriage if you are not earnestly listening Listening is so essential in communication. If you're not earnestly listen, listening to your spouse from the heart, communication breaks down when there is an inability to be quiet and earnestly listen from the heart to what your spouse or even your family members are saying. To be able to listen to what your child is saying, your grandchild is saying, to look them in the eye to give them your undivided attention and say, I'm listening, speak. Refuse to think, listen to this, refuse to think of how you're going to respond while the other person is still speaking. You're not, you're not listening because you're trying to load up on what you're going to say to the extent that you can't even hear what the person you're talking to, what the person that's talking to you is saying. So stop loading up. Stop, stop that. Just, just settle down and just listen. Listen. Ask God to, to teach you how to be a good listener. The truth be told, all of us talk too much. Do I have a witness out there? Oh, the scripture says in Proverbs ten nineteen, too much talk leads to sin. You talk all day on the telephone, talk all day. You text, 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 email, email. You just, you just going at it, just going at it. I tell you what, after a while, it begins to lull right on into sin. Proverbs 10, 19, too much talk leads to sin. So, so don't talk so much. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. I didn't say that. It's the Bible. The Bible. We could save ourselves a whole lot of trouble if we just learn to be quiet. How many of you have words out there you wish you could get back? You, when you talk before the time, when you speak before the time, you will embarrass yourself. You'll bring shame upon yourself. You'll even humiliate yourself when giving answers or taking sides without knowing all the details 
taking sides without knowing all the facts, taking sides without knowing the issues, taking sides when you don't even know what the problem is, taking sides when you don't even know what the conflict is about. Many saints make bad decisions on misinformation. They run off with gossip, lies. Uh, Many take sides because of partiality, skewed information, and personal biases, which is favoring one person or side over another. The Bible tells us that the tongue praises our Lord and Savior who is worthy of all honor and glory. Yet we must be keenly aware that God's word also says the tongue is an evil stronghold used by Satan whose goal is to destroy the family. The devil will stop at nothing to keep us from communicating effectively with one another. The good news is this. As members of the family of God, we can rely on the living and powerful word, which is sharper than any two-edged sword. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Do not be so quick to take sides because very few people tell the whole truth. Oh, did you get, sometimes you just run off. Oh, I know she wouldn't do that. How you know? You don't, the people don't tell you everything. They only tell you what they want you to know because they want to be seen in a good light from you. So their whole back pertinent information, had you had it, you would have thought differently. Very few people come to you. We say, what happened? They tell you partial truth, half truth, but not the whole truth which is deception. Some people have just enough information to be dangerous and they run off with it. That's what the media is doing nowadays. They run off before they can get the right story and then they come back and have to retract what they've said. Oh, there's a scripture in Ecclesiastes 12, 13a. It says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. That's a powerful, that's a short verse, but... You need to hear the conclusion. Wait a minute. Is that all I need to hear? What am I not hearing? What, what should you be saying that, I, that you have not said yet? Is this really all to this? Is there anything you're holding back? What else do I not know? Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. You don't have the whole matter. You don't, you don't know really what's going on. It's best for you to just be quiet and pray and not have a word in that because you don't know enough to really talk about it. Therefore, do not be so quick to run off at the mouth or post on social media. Proverbs 15, 28 says, the heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. Look at that. If you're godly, You'll think carefully and wisely before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. This is the Bible. This all helps us to have spirit-filled conversation before the Lord. Number four, uh, if you're going to uh, communicate in a way that pleases our Lord, ask the Lord to control your thought life and tongue. Ask the Lord to control your thought life and tongue. Proverbs 23, 7a says, For as he thinks in his heart, her heart, so is he. In other words, you speak what you think and you are what you think. You speak what you think and you are what you think. You thinking about playing around on your 
on your wife, you're thinking about it, but you haven't done it, you're already an adulterer. That's right. You're thinking about stealing something that's not yours, you're already a thief. You're already a thief. You're thinking about gossip and slandering, you're already a gossiper or a slanderer. If it's in your mind, you already what you're, what you're thinking. James chapter 3, verse 6 also says, And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It burns up everything. Burns up people's character. Burns up people's testimony. I mean, just start fires. It is all. It is a whole world of wickedness. Corrupting the entire body. The tongue corrupts your eyes, your ears, your, your hand, your feet, your whole persona, your character, re- reputation, everything, everything about you, the tongue can corrupt it. That is small, but ooh, it does a world of damage. It can set your whole life on fire. For it is set on fire by hell itself. I mean, things that come from the tongue of individual comes straight from the pits of hell. You can speak hellish to your children, to your wife, to your neighbor, to your husband. You can just devastate people. You just wipe people out. With the tongue. Somebody under my voice now, you're in recovery because what somebody said to you with that little ugly tongue 20 years ago. An out of control tongue is sinful, an out of control tongue is evil, an out of control tongue is destructive, so destructive. An out of control tongue is hellish. That little tongue in your mouth. That little thing in your mouth can, it can speak health. It can speak wholeness and wellness and edification, or it can tear down, consume, destroy, and be so destructive. That little tongue in your mouth, it can gossip, lie, slander. That little tongue in your mouth can blaspheme. That little tongue in your mouth can abuse people verbally. That little tongue can crush one's spirit, be so hurtful. That little tongue in your mouth can corrupt your whole body as well as all the persons around you. You wipe your family out. You, you wipe your, everybody out on your floor in the office. I submit to you today, beloved, without the Lord's help, it is impossible to tame the tongue. Did you hear what I said? Without the Lord's help, it is impossible, absolutely impossible to tame that tongue. And if you're going to minister with your words, that tongue has to be tamed by God himself. Number five, ask the Lord to teach you how to give soft, spirit-filled answers. This is how you diffuse 
potential explosive situations. Ask the Lord to teach you how to give soft, spirit-filled answers. People are on the edge. People are suicidal. People are frail. People are in depression. And you can be so harsh and hard, you just drive them right over the cliffs and don't even know it. And you say, what happened? They killed themselves. Oh, poor person. And you don't even know you were part of the problem. Ask the Lord to teach you how to give soft, spirit-filled answers. Proverbs 15.1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath. People can be mad at you, but how you answer them softly and tenderly would diffuse what they were about to say or do to you. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Let me tell you something. You will get more out of any conversation when you speak softly. Stop raising your voice. Don't holler at your husband. Don't snap at your husband. Don't holler at your wife. Don't snap at your wife. Speak softly, tenderly. Speak gently. Speak calmly. Stop grunting. Uh huh. Well, there you go again. Oh, wait a minute. Hold it. Back up now. Hit the reset button. Speak calmly and lovingly. Instead of being rough, sharp, and abrasive. Also, the tone of your voice will create either a turbulent or peaceful atmosphere in your conversation. Sometimes it's not just what you say, it's how you say what you say. Also, the tone of your voice will create either a turbulent or peaceful atmosphere in your conversation. You can worsen the situation or you can just have a calming situation because of your tone of voice. It's so soft and sweet and inviting. Number six, a spirit of anger is one of the greatest barriers to healthy communication. If you are angry, you're not going to communicate well. You're going to lash out. You're going to hurt people. A spirit of anger is one of the greatest barriers to healthy communication. Ephesians 4.31 says, let all bitterness now, that next word, I want to labor on it a while. Wrath. We talk about anger all the time. Anger, anger, anger. But you, you don't hear people talking about wrath. And wrath is actually a whole nother level up from anger. Let me just labor with wrath just a moment because we got a lot of folk that, 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 that are very wrathful. Wrath is to be fierce. It's to be fierce. A person who is consumed with wrath, they are boiling over. They're boiling over. They're they're ready to just wipe you out. A a person who is wrathful is furious. They are raging. They're violent. That's why you shouldn't practice honking your horn when that person don't move when the light is turned green. Be, be slow 
to honk your horn. Because if you honk in at a fool, he will get out, come in your face, either give you the finger or give you a gun. You don't know who you blowing at. It's not worth it. If they're not moving fast enough, you say, Lord, help give me some patience. Because truth be told, on that road, you don't know what a fool is. And a person who's full of wrath, they are fool. Beloved, if you're around someone like this, run for your life and take cover. Get out of their way and do not say a word. You got a husband like that, a wife like that? Somebody, listen, don't you put your child under the care of somebody who's wrathful. You come back, your child be dead. Messed up, abused. Then you got, it says, put away all these things. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil, underline this, evil speaking be put away from you. All of us have spoken evil. And all of us have a tendency. It is so easy to speak evil. How, how many of you have spoken evil? Let's see your hands. Come on, hold them up a while before the Lord so the Lord can deal with all of us. Come on, hold, hold them up. You, now don't, just hold them up. You ain't all that. Just, hold, just wave it a little bit so God can deal with all of us. Have you spoken and then you said, did I really have to go there? Did I really have to say that? Why did I just pray? We can and will communicate effectively within our families as we obediently trust God to move according to His will and in His time. He will give us everything we need when we lift up our eyes to the hills from whence comes our help. Where does our help come from? It comes from God who made heaven and earth. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.